Hi, and welcome back to another segment of my podcast. Today we are going to talk more about pollution in the Puget Sound and how that affects us as a whole. And in my interview with Scott Redmond, again, at Puget Sound Pollution, where he works for small state agents who coordinate the recovery of Puget Sound ecosystem, of the Puget Sound ecosystem. We discussed quite a bit of information in the one day that we did talk, and it's enough to make a whole other podcast about, which I am very excited to have happen and to be around for this. A big part and an easy part of pollution in the Puget Sound is agricultural runoff, which has been seen as quite a problem. And there are plus sides, as in positive sides, and there are also negative sides to this. The difficult thing about this is, at least in the King County, we have lost many dairy farms from this problem. We, the dairy farms choose to not comply with the rules that have been set in place by the government to ensure less polluted airways, less polluted water. And so in turn, they have to shut down. This is bad in the fact that we are losing businesses, local places, um, something that can make our community and economy thrive, but in turn, in relation to that, it is also a good thing because industrial farming causes so much pollution in general. I could talk about this for hours, honestly. Um, in the fact that they pollute the airways with the bad contents that they give to the animals that make the animals sick um, and end up having diseases and or gas and or really bad manure that ends up stinking up the airs, which pollutes the air, the way that they treat the animals and how inhumane that is, Um, and yes, going full turn back to the manure, that is the problem. They feed things, um, say, uh, you know, 
since we're on the topic of a dairy farm, they feed the cows corn and or other food slash nutrients that they are allergic to and it does not go over well inside of the cow as expected and this creates problems in their digestion which then will come out in the end in their manure as in as that is you know something that's literally coming out of their body it has gone through their body and it knows you know kind of like what's going on it's sort of a road map into how the cow is doing at that time this manure then sits on the ground as um, usually that's what happens when animals poop it ends up on the ground and these harsh chemicals much like you know if you leave a battery in the trash or a battery in the ground can seep into the dirt can seep into the ground eventually making way to the pipes that are in the ground and or water in the ground um, polluting the waterways um, polluting our lines our sewage lines polluting our drinking water um, in turn affecting our health and the health of the waterways such as the Puget Sound this can cause a lot of trouble and it can really play a big key factor in the survival and what not of the other organisms in the water. These are examples of non-point source pollution, which is exactly what it sounds like pollution, where you can't point out just one source of where it is, um, which is frustrating when there are multiple agriculture farms that produce many, many harsh and toxic chemicals and treat, again, treat their animals badly, leading to polluted waters. And the thing is, for these industrial agriculture farms to discharge, they have to obtain a permit. And once they do end up obtaining the permit, then they have to comply to what the permit says, which that is why often we have been losing um, dairy farms in the King County area because their unwillingness to comply to the permit. They often want to work on a scale that seems too large for what we are asking of them. Um, but also, it ends up being too hard of an operation to do in 
such a small area. Um, with Scott saying something for us to think about, he says, Management. And it might be that the future of this, like if managing this discharge um, is quite becomes quite burdensome to and people are left to pay sewage bills um start to say i can't pay that much we'll start to run into the same kinds of problems we have in the egg community of well how much is it fair to ask what what does puget sound really and moving into that balancing space but I, but i think we're like resetting that balance spot in in recent years and and in the last year it was a little less than a year ago um, the department of ecology announced that, that they've got for puget sound wastewater treatment plants um, a new approach to regulating um, their discharge of nutrients for this reason that i just mentioned that um, nutrients from lots of places find their way and cause water quality problems in distant places. So we need to manage um, more plants better. Um, and that's, you know, investing in a wastewater treatment plant is a decades of long process. So this won't be solved overnight, um, but, but sort of moving in that direction will make great sense. And then I personally have some hope that as we, we as we think about what kind of investment do we want to make, maybe we'll even get back to the place where we're thinking about, well, should we discharge to Puget Sound? You know, in, in the, over the over the period of, of a century, this is a fairly new thing we're doing. You know, in the last 50, 60 years, we, we're discharging to Puget Sound. What if we treated this wastewater as, as a resource and not as something that we we're going to let out of our hands without using it better again. And, and so that concept of reclaiming wastewater and reusing it for um, irrigation, for, for other uses, um, including um, restoring base flow to streams, recharging groundwater, that, that could be part of our future. So I think this, like, this opportunity um, to rethink wastewater treatment might lead us to a very much more modern, um, a whole, whole new system, much like the, the, the getting discharge out of Lake Washington did um, years ago. With the parting words of on what an individual can do on a small scale, because a lot of water comes from the individuals. Scott encourages us to not put things down our drains that we shouldn't, such as um, feminine products. And something that is not thought of as a bad thing is medication where we may believe that it is a good idea to flush medication so either um, ourselves or somebody else we know does not have access to said medication it is not good for the waterways it is not good for the water and it causes and creates pollution 
in the end, which is something we don't want. And the reason for this is that treatment plants plan on only sifting out certain chemicals, certain, you know, um, molecular structures of certain things, and medication is not one that they lean towards, that they put more emphasis on. And it's enough that they come out in our urine, and it's a lot more to have the actual physical uh, pill, possibly, or whatever it is, in something that they have to process through. Um, thank you again for listening to my second podcast about pollution in the Puget Sound. This is becoming quite the little mini-series, and I am excited to talk more about that. Um, yeah, fun time making it again. Fun, hopefully you guys had a fun time listening to it, and I hope to see you next time when I make another episode in this installment. Um, thanks again. Bye.